Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? Very excited. How are you? Oh, buddy, it doesn't get any better than this. You know, wasn't sure how, when, or anything that we would get this guy back on the podcast. <laughs> he left the Reds, uh, and it broke my heart. I actually, I'm going to tell you the truth. I stopped getting the newspaper after wow. he left. Ooh. I know, I did. It, I, because... I found five newspapers stacked up unread, no, no, uh, with the 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 plastic sheet still on it, and I was like, I'm not even reading the paper anymore. I had no reason to read it when Mr. Bobby Nightingale Jr. left the Reds. Uh, some of you may know him uh, from his uh, doubles tennis playing career with Andre Agassi. Uh, some of you may know him from the Balco scandal that uh, he was involved with when he was in high school. Uh, but in the end, he is the Star Star Tribune beat writer for the Minnesota Twins, Bobby Nightingale Jr. It is so great to have you back, brother. I'm just can I take credit for you not reading the newspaper anymore? Or does Adam Baum get credit because he left like a couple of weeks before I did? So no, he left before I still re- I was still had the newspaper. I didn't. I, oh, okay. It's funny though because our two the two guests that we had on the most were you and Adam. And you both left the newspaper, but that doesn't mean that we're done. We're not done. Uh, I, 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 Adam is a great guy to have on. He's funny. He's a, he went to the same high school as us. So we always got something to talk about and you're still in the game. And the fact that you, that you even wanted to still do this means so much to us, man. We appreciate it. Yeah. Boys game favorite podcast. I love it. I love it. Well, well, I'll tell you what, we'll get into all kinds of goofy, all kinds of stuff, but to start today, the Twins sweep Toronto. Uh, you were there for the game. You're still at the stadium right now, which is, you know, you got the Bobby Knight. Well, I can't read exactly what it says. It might be whatever press uh, press thing above you. In the press box still, Bobby, The watching that game today, the atmosphere was insane. Is that the loudest you've ever been at a stadium? It's probably up there. Um I mean, Cincinnati <clears throat> had opening days that were sellouts when I was there. I know they had a ton of sellouts after I left uh, this season, but uh, Target Field definitely the loudest I've heard. And I mean, it's kind of kind of like the Reds. I mean, they they hadn't won a playoff game since 2004 until yesterday, which was the longest they had lost 18 in a row, which is the longest in pro sports history. Um, it hadn't won a playoff series since 2002, so it was kind of like long starved fans. They finally got hope. Finally, like. I think yesterday did a big, I mean, that was like, you saw fans crying in the crowd after the game. I mean, that you could kind of tell like the fan base was like, Oh my God, they finally got the monkey off our back and yes. no longer kind of like, you know, kind of like the embarrassing part of that. So um, you could, you could tell today it was kind of more like, Oh, we, we believe in this team now. Like they've, they've done what we didn't think was possible for a while. So uh, yeah. it, it was pretty hyped the whole, the two days. So 2002, is that the Joe Maurer uh, time frame? Before say, yeah. that would have been like the Tory Hunters. Uh, oh, uh, I'm trying to think who else like Jock Jones. Yeah, but pre pre Joe Bauer, uh, Hawkins, uh, Hawkins, Johan Santana, Latroy Hawkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I remember him. That's what going back. That's hard to believe that with with Maurer and Morneau and and Johan Santana, those guys didn't win a playoff series, not even a playoff game. Yeah, yeah. I think Santana won the. He got the win in the last playoff game they had. Oh, but nothing from Bauer, nothing from Morneau. 
I mean, uh, that's 2004 yeah. on. I mean, 2004 Man, to 2022. Is, it's a lot. That is, that is so rough. Uh, favorite play of the game today? Because I know what mine is. Uh, the pickoff at second base. Let's yeah, go. Was, <laughs> I mean, think of the guts to do that. I mean, 3-2 count to Bichette. You want to focus on the hitter, and you're like, okay, let's take a chance at getting Guerrero where if you throw the ball away, I mean, that inning probably spirals. It's probably his last batter, um, kind of last hope. I mean, to me, that came out of nowhere. I loved it. It was a beautiful timing play. I was sitting here to show I showed Adam the video. I love any kind of timing play. I was telling him I'm working on my my kids. Last winter, I worked on timing plays, trying to flash in front of the runner and move at the same time. We couldn't do it, but – that is one of my favorite things in baseball is a timing pick play at second or first. I love it all. Uh, and you could just feel it. Like Sonny Gray knew that he they were they were getting to him now, right? Like he he had a couple hard hit balls off of him. He walked a guy, and then it was man, and when he picked him off that place when uh, Carlos Correa, what a pickup. What a pickup for that team. Yeah, it was actually all Carlos. He said uh, he noticed in the first inning, I don't remember who was on third, uh, but he said he, the player couldn't hear the coach say back. And so he told Sonny that. He goes, if it gets loud, these guys can't hear the coaches. They don't know what's going on. So he might not have a chance if, you know, if the right situation came up. And they did it a few weeks ago against uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, where that was the first time Sonny Gray had ever picked off a guy at second base in his career. And then they did it again today, but. Um, so it was, it was one that Carlos kind of, he picked up on early on being like the crowd so loud, you know, it, we might have a chance to catch him by surprise. That's awesome. So I was listening to it on, uh, my, my favorite name for any baseball network ever, the treasure Island baseball network, uh, <laughs> with, uh, Corey, what's his name? Ravis. Yeah, Corey Provis. Yep. Provis. Sorry. Corey Provis. I, I can't read my own handwriting. And of course, Danny Gladden, who. Everybody at least knows him, but they were going bananas. I was mowing, mowing along. I'm listening to it. They were going crazy. Carlos, I don't know if the catcher calls it or they, they knew it got called. They're talking. Oh, so fun to hear excitement like that. I love it's it. funny. The, uh, in the bullpen, the guy who was warming me up, Caleb Fieldbar, he got into a pitch in an inning or two later. Um, he had the pitch come in his hat. And so he heard pickoff at second base was coming up next. Instead yeah. of like, usually you hear fastball slider. He's like, heard the pickoff noise. And so he looked at the other guys in the bullpen and they're all like, really? It's on? It's on? And then when they saw Correa sneak behind Guerrero, they just, they went nuts at that point. So. Oh man, that whole place. It, it's like you said, Sonny Gray, it, it's, it's three, two count. There's runners on second and third. It's the, the tying run is on second at that point, at that point. And what a gutsy call. What a, what a play. What a play. Unbelievable. I, it was my favorite play too, so I'm glad you said that was your favorite play. <laughs> uh, since you've been in te- since you've been in Minnesota, obviously you moved from a Reds team. Uh, you left right before they brought up De La Cruz and Abbott and all the fun that happened with that. But obviously, you now get to be in the playoff atmosphere. Uh, nothing like your first playoff uh, atmosphere, which was COVID. So, how much cooler is this than? when you were with the Reds, whatever COVID year that was. Yeah, I mean, obviously no fans in 2020. It's almost a season like, and we weren't in the clubhouse. I mean, we weren't really around the team. Everything was on Zoom. So to me, I mean, that it was such a weird year, not even just baseball, but I mean, for everybody. So, I mean, I don't really, I don't really count that. I mean, I was in Atlanta for that, those playoff games. 
but there's probably a hundred people in the crowd and they're all family members and there's pumped in crowd noise if you remember. So, I mean, it was, a lot of it was artificial. Um, and, and this is, you know, more what it should be like. Although the Reds, I mean, when I saw those sellout crowds on TV, I mean, that, that Atlanta series they had against the Reds at the end of that winning streak, I mean, those were, I'm sure it was probably pretty close to a playoff atmosphere for those games, at least watching on TV. It was close, but they got beat two out of three against the against the Braves that week. So it was kind of somber. Whereas what you got to see today, that was as I got done mowing along, came inside, watched the end of the game, and that might have been as loud as I mean, it was it was unbelievable. The the maybe just depends on where the microphones are or whatever, but the let's go twins chant was incredible. Incredible. Yeah, it gets loud. It definitely definitely got loud. Yeah. It's funny that uh you mentioned, you know, talk Korea talking about how they couldn't hear the third base coach, you know, call call to get back. Um, you hear people talk about their crowd, especially when they're when the interview goes over the the PA in the stadium. They always make sure to talk about how the you know, like and after after teams win championships and stuff, they always talk about how great and that always gets like a huge uproar. And uh and so like people are always going to do that to get that crowd reaction. But that's like, it's, it's for real sometimes. Like yeah, it really, even the crowd that. really does matter. You it really yeah. does make a difference sometimes. And that's, that's an example of that. Perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, it, it definitely, I mean, like, especially in the pitch come now, like everyone's trying to listen. Um, there's so many fewer ways to combat it. I mean, I, not, not that like, remember the Reds playoff loss uh, when Cueto dropped the ball when they were chanting his name in Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. I mean, you could point to a thousand examples where it's like, okay, the crowd probably made a difference there. Yes. Yeah. They were a hundred percent in Johnny Cueto's head in Pittsburgh. <laughs> no doubt. Um, oh, so Astros now. How? Uh, so have you looked yet or do you remember how the twins fared in the, in the regular season against the Astros? I know they won the season series. So maybe like four games and two, but they're both before I started before I moved over okay. here. Um, but I know Royce Lewis, he came back from the injured list for the first time this year uh, for that first series. And he, I think he had a game go-ahead homer or game-tying homer in the first game. Um, so I remember he, he had a really big series against them. That kid's unbelievable. He's awesome. That kid is really good. It's going to be a lot of fun for a long time with him. Uh, Bobby, we can go back to the Twins in a little bit, but I feel like we we should have brought this up to begin with. It's probably the most prominent thing in all of media relations today what's your take on trailer on trailer yeah trailer i'm sorry travis and taylor i'm sorry that's just what i decided (laughs) (laughs) well see i i think she'll be in minneapolis uh chiefs are playing the vikings in minnesota this weekend so now now seeing as you got that little thing around your neck right there what are the chances you get yourself into a press box on the same level as the sweets might be able to catch you a little glimpse? I, I think she probably has too much security for uh, any media person to get a glimpse. Yeah, you might be right. You know, it's, you know, if you run into her, put in a good word for me, will you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it doesn't work out, you, I know I got <laughs> You know, you're really incredibly uh, uh, not popular. What's the word? Uh, your celebrity is so high when Ryan Reynolds. And Blake Lively are in the booth with you, <laughs> and nobody talked about them being there at all. It was all about Taylor Swift. Um, 
I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The the Travis, the, the that's I didn't even think about that. They're gonna be in Minnesota. You never know. You never hey, maybe, know. You can just randomly bring, run into her at, while you're out to dinner. Maybe he brings her to a UC game, you know, some alumni event, and uh, you know, we all get to win there. There you go. I like it. I like yep. it. I like it. All right. Before I ask you some questions about the Reds, because we'll 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 still uh we won't expect you to know everything because you've been you've been out of the game for a couple months here. But before that, you've been in Minnesota for what four months, three months, four months now, or something like that. Since June, yeah. Since June, so okay. So, how much do you miss Skyline? I, I yeah I, I I meant I meant to go when I came back to Cincy. Should have been my first meal there, but uh, didn't have the time to go. But now, you know what, though, it's okay because you were waiting for us right. to I was, go yeah. back. Yeah, but I did tell. I'll, like, ta- all I'll take that as an excuse. I did tell the other beat writers, like most of them, was their first time to Cincy because Twins and Reds usually don't play each other until they change the schedule now, where it'll yeah. be every year. But um, I was like, "You guys got to try Skyline." They're like, "I don't know." I was like, "No, you you got to try." <laughs> You, got you just got to try it. It's okay to tr- just give it a try. There's a lot of people that don't like it, but I feel like it's one of those acquired tastes that just grow on you. Although I did um, trying to think maybe like my first week here, first or second week, some guy emailed me. <laughs> Not sure who it is, but he emailed me and he's like, I read you're from Cincinnati. So I just need to know Skylander gold star. <laughs> Skyline. Skyline you, you were like, that's yeah. the easiest question I've ever been asked. Here's here's <laughs> how bad Gold Star's gotten. You don't know this, but since you've left in the last two months, Gold Star started making burgers. Started selling wow. burgers. That's how bad Gold Star's got. They just they can't even they 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 can't hold a candle on the chili, and they're just trying anything they can just to stay open. <laughs> Feel bad for them. It is what it is. I've heard their burger burgers are actually pretty good. People have said that. Serious? Yeah. I mean, it's a burger. How do you screw up a burger? Yeah. Well, <laughs> star. We we had uh Bobby one time we had a guy uh come onto the podcast. Uh uh Big J, Jeremy comes on. He owns a he owns a food truck called Burger Brothers, and they make that that's what they do. They sell burgers and they're like, I don't know, they they cook them some fancy way. That doesn't matter. The point is he came here down to my came to the basement in studio and he specifically made Adam a burger and he's got skyline chili to put on top of it to make a skyline chili burger just for Adam. And wow. Adam, Adam wasn't here that day. Oh, come on. It was a rough, it was rough, but they actually <laughs> put it on the menu for a very short period of time. Hey, yeah. They call it the Adam. No. Cause you never ate it. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Should have called it to Bobby. At least Bobby's, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, wh- whatever you still know about the Reds, I know you keep up. Um, of course, you got all the young guys now. Hopefully, you know, a lot of those guys, are, you're not going to have to pay for at least a few more years, right? Um, I'm hoping they lock most of those guys up early to, to five or six year deals. Whoever they think by that time uh, is is worth it, but um, I guess the big thing, of course, this year at this off season is the Joey Votto question, right? We probably talked about that at the beginning of the season, um, but now it's here. So Votto's owed. I think it's is it twenty next year? Yeah, right at yeah. 
and then and then if they don't, but if they don't take the option, then don't they still don't they have to buy them out for seven or something? You like can that buy them out for seven million, and then if they wanted to resign him, they'd have to resign him for some. They'd have to give him the seven and then resign him for something else. Mm-hmm. But why would you take less than twenty if you're out? I mean, if you're going to come back, why would you not take the twenty? Wasn't it a is it a club option? It's a club option. Yeah. 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 Correct. Yep. So they're not going to give them the 20, right? That it would be crazy to do that. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I understand the impact he has, but end of the season, I mean, he wasn't starting when they were playing do or die games in the last week of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's your thoughts on it? Do you think Joey, you've got to get to, you didn't really get to know him super well because he's kind of a, you know, he's, he's not real outgoing from what I know about Joey, but he's a talker. When you do ask him a question, he's going to talk for five, 10 minutes because he just feel like he can never get his point across, which I love when he talks anything about hitting. It's my favorite thing in the world, but you've heard him talk quite a bit. You've been around him a lot. What's your thoughts on what may go down with Joey Votto this off season? Yeah. I mean, first I think Reds will decline the option. They'll pay the 7 million buyout. I, I think, Maybe if they if he was open to it, then they you know one million dollar salary plus the buyout, and you know he makes eight million. But he's only going to be a part time player next year. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. Encarnacion Strand is going to be your first baseman of the future. So I don't know. I I don't I don't see him wanting to be a part time player, but I also don't see him wanting to play for another team. Um, so I think it comes down to one, he chooses to retire, or two, he thinks. This year was, you know, coming back from a shoulder injury, he could play a lot better. He, you know, could outplay Christian and Cardinal Sandstrand next year. Um, but I, I, I think he's in a tough spot. I mean, it's, I, I don't, I don't think he has any desire to be a part-time player. At, I, I, I know injuries and everything, but like platooning in the past, he's never been interested. DHing all the time, he's never been interested. So, um, I, I think that's a tough ask. I, w- I wouldn't be shocked if he retired this offseason he's really really fond of these young kids he loves these guys on the team especially ellie de la cruz when de la cruz came up him and ellie were like thick as thieves man they had their own handshake before anybody else they had all he would turn his hat sideways untuck his shirt just like ellie would do like it was it was a big joke and in the end in the end Votto still bangs oh god <laughs> He can he can still hit, you know I don't know how many homers he ended up with but he still he still has some pop when he, he just... came when he came back to start when he finally got back and he finally started playing in his first month if he would if you take that for a full season it would have been like a, he would have averaged around 50 55 home runs something like that he was on I mean he can still do it I mean that was a month but I mean there were times Jay Bruce carried this team for a month. It'd be nice to have a guy that could carry you for a month, especially a veteran like that, that somebody could go sit down next to and learn learn more about hitting than Joey Votto's forgot more about hitting than any of those kids will ever know. So, I don't know. Enough about the Reds. Enough about the Reds. My man's in Minnesota. He's got a playoff team in Minnesota. He's got, he's got uh, you like that, Kirk Cousins uh, <laughs> over there playing football on that side. Are you a Vikings fan? No, no, I'm not. No, okay. Baltimore Ravens. 
Oh, right. I think we talked about this. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that too. You got the Twins who just swept <laughs> their wild card series, and you grew up a Rangers fan, right? And they're on the other side, right? They got to play the hundred one hundred win. Uh, am, I remember, am I remembering yeah. that right, or did I just make that up? No, you're right. Yep, <laughs> that's all right. So we're gonna put you on the spot. Not that you're right now. Root, not that you're rooting for no, anybody. No, it's you're okay. A, you're no, a no. professional. Oh, get out of here! Get out of here! <laughs> the real question is: on Saturday, who are you? Who? No, no, forget that. Forget that. Let's say Minnesota. Uh, wins their series and the Rangers win their series against the Orioles. Uh, so that takes the Orioles out and Houston out. Who are you rooting for? Well, like Texas, I was a fan as a kid, but I don't know any of their current guy. Like I stopped being a fan. This was like the Pudge Rodriguez won Gonzalez years. This was, this was a long time ago. Like I, I wouldn't call myself a Rangers fan anymore. That was, <laughs> and, that and was it's, and it's easier ago. to pull for the team that you're writing for, right? Yeah, I mean, people will read more stuff if they're winning. So, hundred percent. The better they are, the better the better it is for you, right? Yeah, right. Usually, usually. <laughs> Some people like how, to be negative. We get, how, we, get, uh, we, get, we get we get good comments when uh, teams blow leads. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. How how has it been? What's the give me give me uh, what's the what's the the biggest difference between the Enquirer and the Tribune? Uh, I mean, they're different style of newspapers, um, like Inquire. I'm sure anyone who subscribes there notices like our deadlines are super early. Um, so like the games don't get into the next day's paper, whereas deadlines here are closer to midnight. So whatever happened in the in the game is going to end up in the newspaper. So that's probably, that's probably the biggest difference. I actually kind of like that. It would be great. Uh, back in the day, we had a we had a midday newspaper when I was a kid called the Cincinnati Post, yeah. and you would get so you get the Enquirer in the morning, and then uh, at noon or so the Post would come. Then you could read about whatever happened with the Reds. It was the only way you could read it during the summer. That was I, we would get the Post, and then we wouldn't get it after that. No wait, did we get the Post? I don't know if we did or not. I might be just talking through myself now, uh, Bobby. Uh, fantasy football. Do you have a fantasy football? Yeah, of course. Is it with uh, is it with the guys from the Twins with the from the Tribune? Is it just some buddies from high school or college or something? How, who do you play with? Yeah, but buddies from high school, college. Okay. And then I got I got a family league too. That's nice. uh, a lot of cousins. Two leagues. Ah, oh, we've got a cousin league here. Yeah. Yes, we've got a cousin no, I mean, league I mean, ourselves. Like five yes, or six leagues. But <laughs> how many do you have? Think five. Oh, I thought you said six. That was that was younger than me. If you had six, you would have beat me. I also have five. I all five of my leagues I've been in for the least amount has been five years, and then I've got one that I've been in for like twenty five years. So, so you're an avid. You got five teams. Yep. When you are playing fantasy football, do you even look at your that the app anymore? Do you even care about it when you got all those different players? Does it even matter? Are you just still watching football now? Like am I watching like specific players? Like are you rooting for this guy to do something? I need you to get twelve points, but not not fourteen because if you get fourteen, you're gonna beat me in this league. But if I get Uh, if he gets twelve points, I win here. Get into all that. My my family league's the one that like. I haven't won it yet, so that's the one I I need to win in. 
So no matter what, that always supersedes it. And then it's like whatever one I have the most money in, that's like number two. So that's it, number two. It, they're kind of they're kind of ranked that way. <laughs> one for personal pride, one for money, and then there's a yes. few that are the uh, one thing's free, and that one's just if I win, I win. But yeah, we've got a, we our cousin league has a trophy, um, and it's got a golden hanger on it, which is just a joke and funny in itself. Inside, but inside family joke. But the the. I have been in first place going into the playoffs five times. <laughs> I have never, ever won the trophy, ever. Wow. Never. I hate playoffs in fantasy football. And that I, happened to me last year. Yep. I, I hate it. I would rather play my biggest money league is straight 18 weeks. Play 18 weeks. The winner after 18 weeks, that's the winner. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Last yeah. year... I got uh, so Tommy Fam helped me with my draft strategy last year, actually, and uh, Seriously, I was in first, that's awesome. Four of my five leagues, the fifth league was a dynasty league, so I was rebuilding anyway. But the other four leagues, which are you know redraft every year, I was first place or second place, so I got to buy in every single one of those leagues, and I didn't win a single one of them. Ugh. I was like, how did that happen? Lost in the semifinals every time. Ugh. I have to ask then. He didn't teach you to slap anybody over. <laughs> We're any disagreements in that league, right? <laughs> he taught you the uh, the no running back draft strategy, where you don't you do all wide receivers early, uh, and then tight end quarterback, and then running backs at the end. Wow. Okay. I like it. I like that. I like that, especially in a PPR league, right? I mean, then you're just it's all about the catches anyway. No. Yeah, and running backs because they get hurt, and usually they rotate so much. You usually can find someone, you know, round eight or nine that ends up being decent. Nice. Very good. Very good. Nice. Uh, okay. I mean, we touched a little bit on the Reds. We touched a little bit on the Twins. We asked you a bunch of other stuff. What do you think? Mount Rushmore? We we can. You want to get into the Mount Rushmore? So I didn't have time. I was I, was, I started studying, I, and then the game happened. It went too fast. Okay. Well, here's my question for you. Be then be, before any we 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 let you go because as always you're. I mean, you're giving us time literally in the press box a couple hours <laughs> after the game is over. Uh, Your wife's like, oh, my God, just come, just come home. Jeez, oh, peace. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these guys? <laughs> that was my next question. The move is there. You got a house. Everything's moved in. Life is getting to be normal. How is that precious little baby doing, man? It's good. 19 months or maybe 20 months now. It has a personality. Wants uh popsicles for breakfast and everything. So yes. navigating yes. that life. Learning trying to learn how to say no to a kid, which is uh harder than I thought it would be. Absolutely. Especially your first. And that is the most difficult. At that age, they're so cute. Oh my gosh. But my wife did tell me yesterday that uh she had the twins game on and she was watching it for, you know, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and then she switched it to Curious George because that's what she she usually likes watching that. And then after like two minutes of Curious George, she said no and handed her the remote and asked for the game, baseball game back. That is so cool. Yes. That is so cool, man. Oh, man. That is awesome. I haven't taken her to the game yet, but that'll be on next year's to-do list. You got, yeah, plenty of time for that. Plenty of time. Bring her up there, especially after you get to know all the guys. Then they can be like, oh, look, Bobby's kids. Hey, what's up? That'll be fun. You got her writing summaries of the games yet or anything like that? Helping you out? 
Yeah, that's that's the next step. I mean, got to learn how to write. Hook <laughs> me up here. Hey, when you're with the with the Tribune, do you guys do the same thing they do on the uh, radio show uh, with the Reds, where they, you know, once uh, was it the second or third inning? You no, you, uh, none of that stuff. So you don't get any airtime. Not like that. I was at we had a booth at the state fair that I had to work one day, but that was that that, wow, that was my closest semi experience to that. How's the Minnesota? How is the Minnesota State Fair? It's uh, it's a, it's a whirlwind. It's a lot bigger than you would think. I, I guarantee it. I bet it is. It's like it, yeah. I mean, it's you can get a workout walking it. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of booths, a lot of food, a lot of random food, a lot of things to do. Sounds yeah. Awesome. What is the big food in Minnesota? Do they have a thing? Like a skyline chili? Yeah. Or barbecue? Uh-huh. You know, barbecue in St. Louis or. Yeah, they don't have that. Uh, they're more like hot dishes, like uh, tater tots with something inside, you know, like with meat or something. Oh, I think, I think tater tots with meat inside? That sounds amazing. You know, like tater tots on top of meat and some other stuff, hmm. like peppers, yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. If you Google hot dish, I think that's I think that's one of their popular ones. Okay. Huh. Okay. You guys are close to Canada. Any kind of poutine out there? They specialize oh, yeah. in any of that? Oh, Tim that's Horton. one of my favorites. Tater tots with poutine on top of the tater tots instead of fries. I'm telling you, that's the way to go. <laughs> that's the way to go. Without a doubt. And trust me, if anybody knows, it's this guy right here. <laughs> Bobby, man, I'll tell you what, brother. I appreciate you coming on as always. Stay out of trouble. Go home. I know it's hard to go home <laughs> after that game, but go home, enjoy your time. Uh, we can't. Oh, how do people follow you if they want to follow you? I don't even know anymore. I heard, uh, I heard Twitter or whatever it's called now is going to start charging people soon. So oh. just go to startribune.com. That's where the stories will show up. But I don't know social media might have to start, might have to startribune.com. That sounds good to me. Startribune.com. Bobby Nightingale Jr. Man, thank you so much. I cannot wait. Until the twins come in town, yeah. Hopefully, maybe even make a off-season visit. We we've been talking about it, so okay. Definitely will, you know, good to see you, you guys. Make an off-season visit. You give us a call. We I would love to. We we definitely figure out a way to hook up, man. Yep. Yeah, we will get some skyline. Heck yeah, heck yeah. That sounds awesome. I will. I'll buy your daughter's first ever round of skyline chili. Now that's okay. Then we'll make the trip. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> All right, Bobby, we appreciate you, man. Have a great night, and, man, enjoy these playoffs. Enjoy them. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, trying to. Great seeing you guys. Yep, you You too, too. brother. Thanks, Bobby. See ya. See you, buddy. Oh, man, the best. Bobby Nightingale Jr. from Minnesota, the beat writer for the Star Tribune. My man is – he's such a – he's a fan favorite. Yep. Fan favorite of the Noseweed Sports Podcast. Host favorite, too. Oh, without a doubt. Without a <laughs> doubt. I'm going to have to get a hold of uh, old Adam Baum and say, hey, Bobby, Bobby just came back on. It might be time to get a uh, get another appearance another appearance back on the old on the old podcast, see what he's been up to. Yep. Um, so cool, man. I'm so happy for him that he got to go to a team that's got all this going on. A lot like the Reds, a lot of young talent. Um, and then, but they've mixed in the right amount of, of veterans. I mean, you got Sonny Gray and you got Carlos Correa and, and lots of others. I mean, they've got, they got a guy who could probably still play managing them. 
Yeah, there's a bunch of these guys. Rocky, Rocco, but Rocky, Rocco Baldelli, uh, with them. Skip Schumacher with with uh, right. Miami. Um, Dusty Baker with Houston. Yeah. <laughs> yep, Dusty could swing it. But there's a lot of guys that look like they could still walk out there and play play some ball. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, uh, the Giants let uh, um, oh my God, it just left. Johnny Cueto? No, the their manager. Um, I don't even know who the manager for uh, the uh, Giants was after Bruce Bochy. Dave Kapler? Is that who? Oh, that who yeah, I think Kapler was their manager. Yeah, uh, that's another guy who looks the, like he could go play right the now. The most attractive man to ever manage a baseball team. Oh, uh, Mike Matheny? What, Way better looking than Mike Matheny. Really? I thought Matheny. I can't, now I'm trying to think. Better looking than Brad Ausmus. I mean, better, dude, Skip Schumacher's good looking dude, a good too. Looking dude Skip too. Schu- Skip's good looking guy. But maybe we should. We we started this pod early on, started with a ugliest man in baseball contest. Maybe we should do a, a best looking guy in the history of baseball contest. Oh, how about, how about just uh, most attractive managers slash coaches? In sports, <laughs> that's a good idea. We could. That's a Mount Rushmore. That's a Mount Rushmore. Oh, thanks, because I'm. I needed one. Go. I've got my Mount Rushmore. Go. Let's go. Speaking of Mount Rushmore, let's get into it. The Mount Rush. Uh, and and before we get into this, there was no there. Well, there was no. There will not be this week the comedy special because I didn't watch it. So I apologize to Linnell. We'll get to you next week. She she was hitting me up all week asking me what we thought. Cause whenever we rate these things, they get these big boosts on all their, on all their sites. And I apologize. Didn't get to it, but girl, I promise you we'll be on it next week. You get your little review in and, and hopefully we can, uh, we can, we can hook you up. It's a lot like Dave Portnoy with his pizza ratings. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's a big deal. It's a big deal with these comics when we, when we rate them. So uh, yes, like you said, we'll, we'll check her out. We'll talk about her next week, but this week we have a few things First and foremost, Mount Rushmore of sports logos. All right, buddy. Um, let's get started. Uh, Adam, I want to let's we both have a list. Yeah. All of mine are for, because there's just not a lot of good logos. I thought this was going to be really good, but there's a whole lot of C's and like yeah. everybody's like the new. I was talking to a few people and they're like, oh, the Yankees logo is the best. And I'm like, the Yankees logo is an N and a Y. What? In what world is that an awesome logo? Here's the thing. I understand what they're saying in the fact that I love I love a simple logo. I love a simple logo. I love a simple uniform. And I think that's part that's more of a part of it. Is the especially the ones that have been around the Yankees, the Kansas City Royals, KC, Red the LA Sox, Dodgers, the Dodgers, LA. Reds, yes. White Sox. I love those because all those ones you just mentioned have have been basically the same for a really long time. They're very simple. They're they have they have the two colors that those teams involve. Cubs. It, it, it's Cubs. It's I I really like that because I like tradition and I like simplicity. However, some of these minor league teams, nah, these my colleges. I, I, yeah, there's some good colleges out there, uh, for sure, for sure. I like. There's a lot of really good. There's there's some really good logos out there. Yeah. All right, Adam, go ahead, get us kicked off here, brother. What do you got? Um, I, I you know what I did here is I got a couple um that are that I'm kind of, like I I get excited about, but there I also have a Bobby Nightingale flavor. Okay. To my to okay. My 
So okay. I'll start with that. I really like this old Twins logo. It's, it started in like the early 60s, went through the mid 80s. Yes, good idea to look it up here. The Twins logo, it's two guys shaking hands over the top of whatever river runs between those two cities, between the between Minneapolis and St. Paul. And on the one, I think the later one, they adjusted it just a little bit. There's an M on the one guy's sleeve for Minneapolis and, a, and an STP. Okay, I like it. I Not like it. Not for Stone Temple yeah. Pilots, but for St. Paul yep. on on the other guy's sleeve. There's a little bridge in the back. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that's a famous bridge. I've never been to Minneapolis. There you go. Since we, who knows if that's going to show up. There you go. That's not bad. Close enough. Anyway, there. <laughs> uh, one of these days I'll learn how to actually do stuff with this thing. No, we need a producer. We need a guy that can go on there and throw the stuff up there. So anyway, I really like that one. It's, it's kind of, it's one of those old ones. They used to have these caricature drawings that, that teams used a long time ago. Padres did some stuff with that, had some really good ones with the, with the, with the monk or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to go, uh, Traverse city pit spitters. Oh, you suck. Do you have that on there? I do. It's got a star right next to it. <laughs> It's got a star right next to it. I mean, that's that's a cool. The logo really is so cool, logo. dude. The logo is so cool. Uh, I got two, I it's two it cherry, cherries, right? Yeah, it's two cherries linked by the by the stems, um, and they're both spitting little looks like baseballs that, yeah. that are like you know spitting the pit pit spitters. Traverse City, which is in Michigan. I've looked up so many things since I looked at this. Bobby Nightingale and all <laughs> kinds of other stuff. All right. Uh, so I'm going to go Traverse City Pittsbitters. I'm sorry to steer your thunder on no, that. No, you're good. Uh, I'm going to go with, there are a bunch of old, you know, I've got to put an NBA logo in here. I, f- I figured there'd be one. A- a- NBA or ABA. Some of those yeah. old ABA logos yeah. were so cool. Um, and I'm, as a matter of fact, the Denver Nuggets, when they were in the ABA, before they were one of the teams that, that, that brought over, yeah. the old prospector with his, his yep. star thing like that he's got the pickaxe in the one hand and the basketball in the other one yep he looks like uh yukon cornelius and uh i i i like that one i've always kind of liked that one um even then after that after they were in the nba and they had the like rainbow jerseys or whatever that logo was like rainbow like a rainbow skyline of denver um, and it was yeah. that that one looked really cool too. Yeah. But I'm going with the old prospector guy. Um, and then my last one, you know what? I have to put it on there. My favorite Reds logo is just the Mr. Red wearing the number 27. Looks like he's throwing a pitch in the middle of the sea. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, my favorite yeah, logo. The, um, 80s, Jose Rijo, the Jose Rijo, Mr. Red. Yes. yes. Number 27. Yeah, Jose, I always thought of it as Jose Rijo. First thing I think of every time I see that Mr. Red, not Mr. Red legs, Mr. Red. Mr. Red, exactly. Uh, wearing 27, that's because he's got the same uniform they wore throughout the entire 70s, 80s, and most of the 90s. Well, the beginning of the 90s. Uh, yeah, Jose Rijo, for sure. So I'm putting that as my fourth. That's a good one. I went straight minor league baseball because I love minor league baseball. I love some of this isn't minor league. Some of these guys are, um, are independent league and, and stuff like that. Uh, like su- such as, uh, I, I rocked the, the Charleston dirty birds hat Beautiful. for, uh, for the podcast today. I should have put, I told you that I got the Traverse city 
pit spitters. Mm-hmm. I've got them on there. I I also have a hat, and I should have wore this because it's on my list. The uh, Rocket City Trash Pandas. Yeah, such a great logo with this. Literally, a a raccoon coming out of a trash can is awesome, and uh, that's in Huntington, so, uh, Huntington, Huntington, Alabama, I believe, where the big rocket ship is. If you're ever driving down the highway down seventy five or sixty five or whatever it is, heading down through, yeah, Alabama. Uh, we're going to stay in Alabama. I thought for sure this would be on yours. This is my number one. This ha- I don't know how this can not be on the Mount Rushmore. It's, all, it's, it's the next one I had written down. Montgomery has my all-time favorite. My very first minor league baseball hat that I ever bought myself. I had some Tennessee Smokies hats from going to those games, but I bought a Durham Bulls hat and a Montgomery biscuits hat. When you got a biscuit with a piece of butter as its tongue, it doesn't get any better than that. I thought that was a joke. They're a triple a ball club, man. That's legit, bud. They're, (laughs) they're the real deal, dude. There's some really good ball players that played for the Montgomery biscuits. Doesn't get much better. Great one. Great one. Uh, what else we got here? There's a, there's a really good, there's a really good logo uh, of the Hartford yard goats. Uh, where he's chewing on a baseball bat, which is pretty funny. Um, there's the the greens the Greensboro grasshoppers. I put it on there. Richmond flying squirrels. I mean, when do you like a flying squirrel as a as a as a logo? That's awesome. Uh, let's see here. What is this? Uh, I don't even know what that says. The Portland pickles. Yeah. So the Portland pickles is holds a little spot in my heart because. My baseball team, I was trying to get one day. We're sitting. I always call the kids in. After we make the third out of an inning, I run to the field, and we meet on whatever side before they go into the dugout to go get ready to hit. We meet right outside the right outside the dugout, either on the first base side or third base side, whatever one, every single inning when we're done in the field. I run out, and I'm like, come on, let's go. Get on me. Get on me, on me. And I'll say something about what happened in the inning real quick. Tell them, let's get our heads together. We got to do this for hitting, whatever we got to do. One, two, three, you know, Jaeger on three, one, two, three, Jaeger, whatever we do. We had a, uh, we had a rough couple innings. You guys should do one, two, three, Jaegermeister one time. Uh, I feel like that is probably maybe when they turn in their, like they're 16, 17 and they'll get it. I think, (laughs) uh, this is what I did for these guys. We're having a rough couple of innings and I'm in here and I'm like, all right, boys, listen up. Here we go. Pickle loaf on three, one, two, three. <laughs> and they all were like, pickle loaf? And I was like, get back in here. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I'll make it easier for you. Pickles on three. <laughs> one, two, three. And everybody screams pickles. And we come back and we win the game. Oh, so yeah. when things start getting down, I'll just be like, some of the kids will cut, will say it. Pickles on three, coach. Pickles on three. And I'll be like, all right, let's go. Pickles on three. Or we'll go one, two, three. Uh, pickles or one, two, three, pickle loaf, four, five, six, pickle. They've got all, we got all kinds of good stuff now, but uh, they love the pickles. The pickles really gets them. It it just, it puts them in a different mood. There's a couple smiles when they have a rough inning. Yeah. So the Portland pickles have a special spot in my heart because I love me some pickles I love that. when it comes to baseball. Uh, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. I would normally say that's a, that's a terrible name. But the logo is hilarious looking. 
Um, anyway, so we've got on my Mount Rushmore is the Montgomery Biscuits and the Traverse City Pittsbitters. I'm going to go with the Fondue Lock Dock Spiders. If you get a chance to look this up. Saw it. That is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That I'm I the ones I starred. I'm going and I'm buying hats for these teams. Yes, I'm buying hats oh, from these teams. So I'm getting a fondue lock dock spiders. Whew, it's hard I, to even say. I killed two of the biggest scariest spiders I've ever had at my house today. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about spiders as soon as this is done. Actually, we're done because Rocket City Trash Pandas is on mine. So Rocket City Trash Pandas, fondue lock dock spiders. Traverse City Pit Spitters, Montgomery Biscuits. Boom. The the we are now done. We're ending it right now. Adam has been uh showing the world, documenting for the last week the spider outside of your house. Yeah. Uh uh, what's going on, man? What is good? Like, I know you. It's outside the house, so that's a good thing, right? That's yeah. a that's a start. Uh, you, I believe you're taking the video from, is it right next to it? Or are you behind the door? I am. That is outside my front window. I am inside. I, I, I thought it was inside. I knew you wouldn't be. There's a pane of glass between Right. Us. I knew you wouldn't be outside. I, I figured that. And, and, and from the videos and the documentary that you've been filming recently of, uh, of Charlotte, um, tell me, tell me what's the newest is she, uh, you had one of her eating. She was eating. Yeah, that's crazy, right? That's the coolest thing in the world. First of all, it looks like a a uh, poisonous spider. It's big spider. It's a big spider. It's a it's a, <laughs> it's a big spider. And, it's got a big butt. And you always you always hear like if it's if it's has stripes on it on the leg, it has stripes on the legs. I, maybe I'm thinking of snakes. The only thing that. you got to worry about is a brown recluse, I believe. Okay. I think that's the only thing around here that's going to hurt you. I don't know what this kind is. I was hoping somebody saw it and knew, knew what kind it was. I should have put it on Facebook or something and seen it because somebody somebody would know. <laughs> on um, the chat snap, everybody was just like, yep, that's Adam taking a video from the other side of a piece of glass. And on Snapchat, I got enough responses that said, "Um, why aren't you just killing it? No, it's outside. Let that thing grow. Man. I did. I left it for a week. And I, I, I even had an update the other day on it. Um, and I'm, but enough people were like, yeah, just kill that thing, man. And I'm like, I kind of, for some reason felt bad. Also my, my next door neighbors are kind of hippies. So I didn't want to do it in front of them. And, and so I get home from work today and I'm like, you know what? And I'm, the last few days I've walked through some webs and stuff. Ooh, not that guys but yeah. but and i, it, I hate that feeling. oh god yeah. it's so awful and i just see like more spiders and stuff around the outside and, and a couple inside actually and i'm like it's like the season it's getting ready to turn you know turn a little cooler and stuff and they start coming inside mm-hmm. I, I i don't i i gotta take care of this right i got the spray i have the spray spray plenty of times mm-hmm. but i haven't sprayed in a little bit so i get the spray out Start spraying around the house. It's an indoor and outdoor, so it's safe. Yep. Um, and I don't have any pets, so I don't have to worry about that. So uh I start spraying and then I get out there and I'm like, Do I spray the guy? So nah, I, man, put him to his put him out of his misery. If you're gonna kill an insect, to just stomp on that thing. Slap it. Well, this there wasn't an option for that because he was 
I would have had to reach like over my oh, the bushes. There's a bush in right in front. Yeah. And and then I would have had to reach too far over from the porch. So I couldn't really reach him. But the sprayer It got him. I can get him. And it got him. Nice. And I just mentioned my neighbors. I'm spraying the guy as my neighbor's pulling in the driveway right next to where I'm spraying. Uh, so I stopped and I'm like, just kind of looking, looking around. around. Yeah. Like, go inside your house. You pretend hippie. like I'm feeding him carrots and stuff. Yeah. Um, but so I, I so you have an orange sprayer. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't know why I said carrots. <laughs> um, so I'm spraying the heck out of the thing, man. And then watching him, you know, he's it's <laughs> this chemicals dripping off of him and, and he's moving around and try and I'm trying to like make sure he doesn't go in any crevice or anything, you know. Um, so he, you know, he he kind of he's wa- he's walking around, he's slowing down, he's going crazy at first, and he's slowing yeah. down, walking around the web and trying to get to a space where he can go in something. He finally falls to the ledge of the window, um, and then he's there and he's cr- he's still crawling, he's moving, he's trying to get to somewhere. Yeah. And I, you know, I spray him a few times pretty good. And I'm like, oh man, come on, just just die. I just need to see you die. I because if wow. I oh my god, here's holy, the thing. Holy cow. No, we're learning about Adam right now. Not I just want to watch you die. Hurry up, die, 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 die. die. Because he's so big that I feel like he can <laughs> like that straight in her. He just move like, like a dog, dog, just kind of wiggle it off the wiggle it off and keep on moving. And so I'm like, I need to see him die so that he doesn't disappear. And then I don't know where he is. I feel like I want to hear you say that again. I want to see him die. I feel like that. That's uh... <laughs> I need to see him take his last. I need to hear the death rattle and see him take his last breath. See it escape his body. <laughs> the death rattle. And it. <laughs> and his legs shrivel into his body Ooh. and he compacts. I feel like you've thought the, about this the, before. The death compact Ugh. of a spider. Nice. Anyway. Did so it I, happen? So he's on the ledge. He's slowing down. I'm like, all right, come on, please. All right. So I'm I'm kind of waiting and I'm like, I'm like, all right. It looks like he's going to stay right there. Turn around, start spraying. I end up spraying in two spots that bring out two other huge spiders. One was just inside the door, inside the front door. And so I spray like this crevice out comes this decent sized spider, not as big as that one. Yeah. Walks in like he's walking into my living room. Like I invited him over. Nice. So I spray him and he, he, and then I go get a paper towel and stuff and, and get him out of the way. The other one was on the other front window in my house, which is my bedroom window, by the way. All right. All right. And I see after spraying around there, out comes from somewhere the exact same kind of spider, a slightly different shade, a little red. This is a ginger spider, ginger version. Yeah, it was red because you just sprayed him. He's slowly dying. That thing already made it to another window. He was now radioactive. So... But this was no, it was this was the exact same kind. Peter Parker, pretty much. It was Peter Parker. He was it was mid change. Yeah, um, <laughs> like Teen Wolf. Uh, the but mid change. I just thought anyway. I love it. It's good. I love it. Same spider, uh, like almost the exact same size and everything on the other window, mm. 
I just hadn't seen him yet. Yeah. Until then. So I spray him until I see him pass on. Did you did you go back to the ledge to find the original? I did. Guess what? Gone. Gone. Yes. Yes. There's only that one. That makes me so happy. There's only one solution. He's in my bed. Yeah. He's waiting for you. He's in my bed. He's waiting for you. Or he's under the under the toilet seat. Or he's three, four, five. Yeah, it's going to take a few days. He's gonna he's gonna chill for a minute. He's gotta he's gotta he's gotta uh, get himself over top of of all of the the chemicals you sprayed on him. And once he's got that all out of him, oh yeah, he's coming after you, bro. You are gonna have nightmares about this guy tonight. I will. Oh, I, I can almost I guarantee. You. I'm gonna tell you right now. I, I don't have nightmares about spiders because here's my thing: mm-hmm. if you're in my house, adios. See you later, brother. You're gone. If you're outside my house, I could care less. It doesn't matter to me. Like if I do step on you, eh, okay, I stepped on you. Like if I hear somebody go, oh my god, a spider, I'll walk over and step on it. Mm. It doesn't bother me. But if I'm like, oh, there's a spider, I just let him go. If I'm outside, you're in my house, adios, bud. You get that? It's my domain. It's my kingdom. That's that's pretty much how I am too. Um, but the, I mean, this I I decided just because. He's so big. If he ended up in my house, I would. That's when I'd really have some serious nightmares. Let me ask you what's worse for you. What would be worse? Um, spider finding a spider or two or three in your house or finding a wasp or two or three flying around in your house? Spider. Really? Yeah. Why? Because a wasp, I feel like um, I can keep. I can. I can watch. I can keep. You an think eye so? I think so. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now, bud. They just disappear out of nowhere when you're trying. You'll be looking at them like, "Come on down here!" And all of a sudden, boom! Where does son of a gun go? He gone. Yeah. We get wasps in our house every almost every single year. Wasps. Uh, this year has been so. I get wasps and yellow jackets put. This this guy made this ornate handrail around my whole deck. And it irritates me because it goes up about an inch and a half and they all make houses up inside the handrail. And I've got this, no joke, 10 to 12 wasp slash yellow jackets, which a yellow jacket is an actual is actually in the wasp family. It's not a bee. It looks like a bee because it's yellow and black striped, but it it's the shape of a wasp. Black it's actually and yellow, black and yellow, black, black and, and yellow. yellow. Is that Pittsburgh or is that for bees? Pittsburgh, right? That guy's saying black and yellow because Pittsburgh, right? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. That's is that Fet Wap? Song. I don't know who it is. Neither do I. I, I I'm just throwing songs. out a name because I don't know. I just Fetty Wap's the one that's only got one eye, right? It's got to be a little something. I feel like Fetty Wap's the one that's only got one eye. Oh, I don't know. I don't you got know your phone. Either. Look it up while I tell you okay. this. All right. I want to know who Fetty I think Fetty Wap's got one eye. By the way, Fayetteville Woodpeckers, that's just a cool looking logo to me. That, so I didn't like it because I hate woodpeckers. Oh, okay. But that is like if you're gonna have a woodpecker logo, that's a legit logo. Like that's a bad son of a gun right I think there. It looks I cool wouldn't mess like with that homie right there. No chunk out of the bat. He old boy gets a little hungry, he just digs in his in his bat. Even though woodpeckers don't eat wood, they chip it out to get to the bugs inside the tree. That's why I don't like them because yeah, they make noise. I sell no, I sell lumber and they destroy it. So oh. uh wasps, yellow jackets in my house every single year. 
and you think you know what's going on all that all of a sudden one night we're sitting there we're just sitting in bed my son is the girls were babies so they're laying down in their they're in their crib my son is at the end of the bed and starts screaming this wasp just flew on top of his head and stung him he didn't do anything to the wasp. just laying in bed in your house, in your in bedroom. Bed now. Aaron, that's is freaked out from what she like. She'll suck him up when she sees him in the house. She'll come home. I'll come home and she'll go. I got three today, and they're in. They're in the vacuum. The end of the vacuum cleaner. They're in there, and she's got the the thing for the vacuum cleaner outside. She's like, I'm not. Do you figure out how to get rid of them? <laughs> I saw they up. flying around in there. Yeah, they're usually sometimes they're moving a little bit, but for the most part, by the time you suck those sons of guns up, and you they're in that thing for a while, they're gone. They're they're done. Okay. Uh, but no, tons, tons, tons of them all around my house. I've done everything. I've I knocked their little wet their nests out and sprayed the living daylights out of them. But anyway, so you're more scared of spiders than you would be of wasps. Yes. Spiders mean nothing to me. You can, I could care less about spiders. I feel like they hide a lot better. There's, they go into, well, you just don't see them. Yeah. Yeah. They're all over. Find little places. Do you remember, do you remember when the, the rum dumb studios that we're in right now was carpet in here? Mm -hmm. Do you remember how disgusting this room was? It's been so long. I kind of, you bologna sandwich. You don't remember that? I mean, I remember it was gross. Of. So there was kind a point of. where down here we had a ton of little bugs all the time, just little ants or this, that, and the other. It's a basement. Yes, and uh, and then my dogs got fleas one time. This is I don't. Know if it's I think this is before the podcast. It was before the podcast because I remember when we did the podcast, thinking, "Oh man, these things are all from from this." So the dogs had fleas. So I went over the whole house and I I got these flea bombs that you. You pull a little tab and they just, they spray for, I don't know, three, four minutes and you get the heck out of town, out of Dodge. And you get out of Dodge for like four to six hours and then you come back and everything's fine. And you just find a ton of just dead little tiny bugs everywhere. I've done it before. I'm going to tell you right now, when I did that in this basement, that's when all these crazy, all of a sudden there's just a million little tiny bugs everywhere. Why they came out? Why didn't they just die in the wall where they were? Yeah, I don't know. But I like it. I love how those things work. But that was nasty, man, back in the day. Because, I don't know. I guess I just never vacuumed in here. I mean, <laughs> now now the flooring's done. Everything's paint. Like it's a much. It feels a little bit more homey. For sure. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. It took COVID to get it done, but we got her done. Happy COVID. What's next on the list, bud? I'll tell you what. We've got to do Reese's. Let's do Reese's. Reese's this week. And while we're doing that, I have, by, by the way, we mentioned this last week, but in studio, last week, you turned 40 years old. I did. I did. And and I want to apologize for last week's podcast. Uh, it was a couple days after my 40th birthday. I was in the hotel room and I was told by many people that still my uh, energy just wasn't there. Well, you were coming down from that cocaine bender. The, the, from from your 40th right but i'm gonna tell you what i never did it before and you know what do they say uh, i was skiing man i went skiing. skiing i went i went to perfect north i was i was uh i was hitting the slopes the mm-hmm. snow was snow was everywhere yeah 
Yeah, a little nose candy. It was four straight days before I went to sleep. Yeah. That's four what straight I, days. I mean, that's you can't take that much of it. I mean, I did. Yeah. So I, I guess, guess you, you can. Did. I guess you did. I guess you did. And luckily you didn't have any with fentanyl. Oh, so man, look at this. So that is geez. the one thing that people talk about uh, about the about that about that cocaine. I don't know. It well, I, I there's no chance you ever catch me touching any of that stuff ever. Number one. But yeah, especially, yeah, but especially with all the fentanyl and all that stuff that's oh, going on. There was somebody that apparently touched a dollar bill or something that had fentanyl on and they had like a overdose of fentanyl and had to go to the hospital and they ended up finding it on a couple dollar bills that she got from a, oh man, I just, oh, I gotta, I'm not going to tell the story because you will never pay with cash oh, ever again. At, I was handling anywhere. cash today. <laughs> oh, I hardly ever use cash, honestly, ever. I, I love cash. I love cash. Can I have one of these? Because these, these are, look amazing. Yeah, they, they got Reese's pieces in them. This is Reese's peanut butter cookies with Reese's pieces in them. Is this the cookie dough that we had a couple weeks ago? It is the. It's it's similar. So it's not. I mean, they make one that's the same thing, but with the Reese's pieces in them. Well, you know me. The Reese's pieces is it's one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got to rate these right now. All right, Adam. Oh, this is the peanut butter cookie itself. First mm. bite. First bite. First impressions. Um, it, It's just, I love peanut butter cookies so much. And it's the peanut butter cookie dough. It's, it's similar. You can eat it. You can eat it without cooking it. I would probably still recommend cooking it, baking mm-hmm. it. But it's so good. I would cook this. Mm-hmm. We had it last week. That this is or two weeks ago, whatever it was. Cook it. I'm going nine eight. I'm going nine eight as well. Mm. Yep. Man, mm-hmm. dude, these are delicious. So, all right. While you're doing that, this is my birthday gift to you. I hope I didn't overhype it because it's not that great. It's not. Whoa! Yeah. Kroger Simply Classic Trail Mix. Mm-hmm. How you you know me so well. I know. And and yeah, look at how good it is because it has a lot of M&Ms in it. So open that up and look at the bags. I'm gonna tell you this, number one. Yeah. I love M&Ms, right? I, I mean, I you know it's candy. I hate trail mix. I don't understand how people eat trail mix raisins and nuts and chocolate all mixed like none of that mixes well for me i don't know how that's a lot that's 12 bags of trail mix you had to eat in order to wrap whatever's in this thing mm-hmm. and i know that it's not trail mix i hope it's not trail mix now <laughs> <laughs> after i just said all that well thanks this I is what's I'll gonna happen back. i'm gonna open up and go Oh gosh, I didn't realize it was this trail mix. <laughs> no, it's not trail mix. Oh, a, uh, you son a, of a gun. It's just a fun assortment of oh, something else. Oh, man. I gotta be careful. I don't want to. You're good. Oh, look at that. Holy cow. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one packs of cards. 
let's. Can, I'm just gonna read them off real quick. Please, please. Oh, all different, all different. Yeah. Started off with the old 91, 91 Fleer. Uh, love that. Logo, stickers, and trading cards. We've got, oh, 93 Opeachy. I'm going to tell you this. So the Opeachy cards, this is one uh, uh, style of card. Like back in the 90s, my dad and I collected just about every brand, every type of card there is. Opeachy is one that we never, ever really got into. Me too. I'm super it, stoked. It was like to look at the Opeachy. The cheaper, like more generic version or something. There was something yeah. about it. I yeah, I didn't love it either. But uh the anyway. studio 91 puzzle and cards. The studio, the studio had the best. Leaf made the best. They had the best embossing, the bet like the crispest pictures, everything those uh, they were the here's another studio uh from 92. Oh, this is a fun. I'm opening these right now. This is one of my favorite. This is one of my favorite packs. Uh one of my favorite style of cards ever from back in the day. Yeah, I love uh that. with the black and white in the background with the guy sitting in the foreground. So good. How about we start it off with a little Mark Lemke? Huh? Mark Lemke. I'm gonna say names. See if you can guess teams. All right. So Mark Lemke, you saw that already, and we all remember him from those 90s Braves teams from, I don't know, two or three of them that he was on. Uh, Brian Harvey. Oh, boy. Don't remember. Okay. How about a left-handed pitcher? Uh, fella always had glasses by the name of Chuck McElroy. Phillies. Oh, he might have played for the Phillies at one point. Ah, there's nothing back here. Oh, yeah. Was Phillies eighth-round pick in 1986. Made his MLB debut in 89, traded to the Cubs in 91. Well done. Well done. Maybe you just lucky. The Rock. Rock Reigns. Tim Rock Reigns. That gets set off to the side. Uh, ooh, uh, Pete O'Brien. It's a lot of guys with glasses. Blue Jays. Mark Lemke, Pete O'Brien, Chuck McElroy. Did anybody not have, did nobody have? Contacts back then? <laughs> no. Free contacts. Uh, nope. Blue Jays is a no-go for him. Uh, he's on Seattle in that picture. How about old Bill Swift? Bill Swift. Oh, my God. I got a Hall of Famer. That's, uh, that really I got a Hall out. of Famer. Okay. Oh, you can oh, see. Oh, I can't see. The Rocket. Nolan Rock. No, he's not the Rocket. <laughs> the Rocket is Roger Clemens. This guy was way better than Roger Clemens. Nolan Ryan. Way better. How about, oh, yeah, Nolan Ryan, my one of my favorites. No, probably not, like, overall, if you're looking at, like, stats and, you know, weird stuff like that, but. Yeah. Numbers numbers don't mean anything. How about Brett Butler? No, Kansas City Royals. Yeah, buddy. Kansas City and L.A. Dodgers. Mm -hmm. uh, he was drafted by the Braves. Also played with the Indians and Giants. Did he play for the Royals? No, you're thinking. Oh, you're not thinking of you're thinking of uh not Billy Butler. No, no. Did I say but George Brett? You're thinking of George Brett. No. Yeah. It's Brett Butler. He Dodgers. Didn't, he didn't play uh, he didn't play for the Royals. Uh at least not up to 91. Glenn Big Baby Davis. <laughs> Houston Astros. 
Uh, might, might have been. Uh, this guy probably played for a thousand teams. But here is the Orioles. So, yep, signed by the Astros in 81. Well done. Greg Harris, another guy with glasses, throwing a big, a big 12-6 bender in the background picture. Big overhand curveball. Look at that big overhand curveball. I'm going to say Boston. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a good idea since I just showed it to you. Uh, one of the strongest guys I can remember outside of like a Glenn Braggs reminded me a lot of a Glenn Braggs. Adam Schmidt. Ron Gant. Why'd you laugh? I don't know. You do remind me a lot of him. Ron Gant. Ron Gant. Oh, yeah. I mean, pick your, I mean, Cardinals. He, he played for 10 different teams yeah. probably. Yep. Yep. Biggest, biggest time though was probably in Atlanta. Uh, and then a feller by the name of Chad Curtis. No idea who that feller is. What a great name. that's that's good. That was good right there. 92 studio. I love those. Oh, so good. Yeah. You got yourself a Nolan Ryan out of it. I got a Nolan Ryan. Got a Nolan Ryan and a rock range. Probably have four of them. Oh, uh, here's some more leaf. Look at all this leaf. Mm-hmm. Two more. 92 series one, 92 series two. We've got a Dunnerus Series 193. Oh, Stadium Club, 92 Stadium Club. Are you kidding me? So as we do this, this might hit this might make for some of the worst podcasting ever in history. Some of the best for us. Uh however, this is gonna be 92 Stadium Club, one of the last of these weird waxy packed things. Oh my gosh, you gotta be kidding me. And the first person I see on the back is an old Johnny Franco with the Cincinnati Red Legs, not with the New York Mets. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. One of my favorite. I got to go. Now I'm going to have to go to my dad's and see if we need any of these cards because I this is a set that we've collected many times. That is completely Oh man, check that out. Reggie Ferguson. Who we got? Danny Jackson. We're gonna go a bunch of red legs here. This is he's he's with the Cubs in this, but Danny Jackson. Uh we got Bruce Walton. How about this guy? Old Donnie Baseball. Donnie Baseball in the house. Bruce Egloff, for those of you that don't know, I'm talking about the bench coach for the Toronto Blue Jays, I want to say. Now I just saw him today while I was watching the game. Uh, he's Don, with Don Mattingly. He's with the was with the, is a bench coach for the Blue Jays. Uh, Chris Donalds, no idea. Reggie Jefferson, no idea. George Bell, nice. That's a good one, man. He must have been playing for thirty years by the time this came out. Uh, oh, current, oh, current. Uh, no. When, when was the last Freddie Benavides? When was he uh, coaching for the Reds? It hasn't been though. I got a ton of long ago. How about Tim Leana? Hey, yes. big red pack. Yes, another red. Glenn Sutko. Wow. You remember Glenn Sutko? I remember the name. Yeah, yeah. You want to guess what position he played? Um, yes, he was a. Uh, Is that yes? I want to guess. He was. Or? A, he, was a, he was a. He was a left. Uh, he's a. He's nope. A... <laughs> he's right up the middle. <laughs> Glenn Sutko. Right up the middle. He, he must have been. Uh, I feel like he was a pitcher. Oh, catcher. Brett Barbie, Jeff Hamilton, and 
How about this? John Franco, Mets on the front, Reds on the back. Hey. How about that one right there? What year was this? 92. So he would have, ju- yeah. He was he was gone. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right. We're just, I'm not doing all this anymore. This is just going through here. Uh, here's, uh, let's see. What year is this, Dunners? 90-something. Yeah, 90, 92. Series 2. Here is, uh, let's see, collect all Dunneris. This is must be Series 1. Then doesn't have a date. 92 Fleer. 90 score. That's a good one, too. Uh, 88 Fleer. We all now we got we got a little NFL 91 on there. All right, all right. Here's a skybox NFL score 90 NFL. Oh, I want to see what those look like. All right, I have to open them now. No, no, I will. We will open them. We may do it off air. Uh, here's the hoops NBA hoops, just NBA hoops. That was the brand of it, I guess. Skybox series two. What year is this? 92 93. I'm putting those off to the side too. Before you leave, I'm gonna. Oh, upper deck 93 94 upper deck basketball i'm excited about this one yeah. get the heck out of here <laughs> the very last pack of cards is probably my favorite oh there's already a couple corners messed up this pack's already been... really yeah it's got a little nigger it's okay though it's okay because the, the the good 50 new cards update collect all 150 cards Yo MTV Raps 1991 special option special offer from ProSet. <laughs> All right, Adam. 1991 Yo MTV Raps. Apparently there's 150 cards which I didn't know there was 150 rappers uh on Yo MTV Raps. Oh, I could win instantly. Oh, there's an instant win. What is this for? 10 cent discount card. <laughs> the more you collect, the more you save. All new prizes. Let's go. I got a dime. No time. I got a dime right here. Right <laughs> here. Instant win. What can we instantly win? Grand prize is a trip to New York to watch a live taping of Yo MTV raps, hey. airfare, and hotel included. Wow. Or first prize, 10 people could get your own personalized. Gold record. No way. Let's scratch it. Should we scratch it? Yeah. Let's scratch this thing. <laughs> Let's scratch it. Oh, if I win. I don't even know if this works anymore. Oh, yeah, it does. Oh, <laughs> uh, if this says that I get a gold record, I'm getting a hold of MTV. <laughs> I want my gold record. I want my personalized gold record. Oh, uh, you missed it. Uh, make another try later. Sorry. That sucks. Oh, let's go. We got some good ones already. Public Enemy to start it off. Uh, Super Lover C and Casanova Rudd. What do you know about that? I don't. How about three times dope? Okay. Let's go. All three of them. No way. I got two. Oh, I got another Super Lover C and Casanova Rudd. Two separate, same outfits, two separate pictures. Two different cards of the same guy. KRS one. It says Boogie Down Productions, oh. but that's KRS one right there, bro. Okay, that's crisp. Corners look good. I might be able to make something off a little KRS one. <laughs> little Chris Parker in here. Let's go. Uh oh. Uh oh. 
Hey, <laughs> vanilla ice. How about KMD? That's uh, it's got uh, Zev Love X, Sub Rock, and Onyx. Onyx sounds oh, yeah, familiar. Onyx, yeah. Hey, how about KMD again? Same clothes, different picture. <laughs> That's why there's a hundred of these. <laughs> yes, now it makes more sense. Oh, BWP, what up, ladies? Oh, I got two sets of ladies and Oak Towns 357. What you know about Oak Town 357? I've heard of in two the or club. Three people you said. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Thank you very much, brother. These are awesome. Thank you so much. You got it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was fun. That was probably the worst 10 minutes of podcast radio. But if you, I mean, you don't even get to see anything. They have specific podcasts that they just open cards. Yeah. With a camera looking down on what they're doing the whole time. I just opened all that. And all you're doing is staring at two (laughs) middle-aged men. (laughs) That's true. Oh man. Yeah. That's, that's really fun. Um, Okay. That's uh we've got what a comedy. Well, we got comedy. Lunell will be next week. We've got a Mount Rushmore. You already got Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore set. It was man, I was hoping you'd remember right off the bat. Hold on, we'll get it. We'll get it. Um so we I know what it is. I got it. It's the best looking managers slash slash coaches in professional sports. Professional? I don't know. Let's go big three. Can we just go football, baseball, basketball? Yeah, but it's got to be professional. Yeah, because there's a lot of good-looking college coaches. Man. I mean, you're, so you're not getting Jay Wright in there, anybody? No, Jay Wright doesn't coach anyway. So this is current? Current. I want current. Oh. No, not oh. all time. Oh, I don't want to go all okay. time because at one point they might have been good-looking, then they got old. I want right now. Pro current. Best looking current pro managers, big three, baseball, basketball, football. Got it. All right. All right. Hmm. And then we've got Lunell again next week, uh, which is probably good because we're creeping up on, on, uh, oh, we're past midnight now, bub. Okay. So that being said, I'm going to eat some cookies. I'm going to open up some cards. And uh, until next week, don't forget to turn your headlights on.